Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime, and welcome or welcome back to Anime Island, the show where I, your honorable host, strand my illustrious guest onto a deserted island to spend out the rest of their days. However, I am not such a heartless bastard that I leave them with nothing. So I give them three anime of their choosing, along with a book, film, album, and video game of their choice to pass their time, along with basic necessities, because again, I'm not that big of an asshole. My guest for today is someone that I've met through a mutual friend of mine. She's a streamer, a fantastic content creator, and overall great individual, and also weeb. So that's why she's here. Introducing Katie Baby. Katie, welcome. How the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm really excited to be here. And thank you. That was a very sweet intro. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course. Tis the least I can do is give you a fabulous intro because, again, I'm very appreciative of you joining me on here. So, again, thank you very much. I am very grateful. (laughs) Of course. I don't get a weeb out very often, so I was super excited for this. I'm always down to weeb out, and we're trying to do, like, more anime nights in the Discord. So if you're ever free, you're more than welcome to join. (laughs) I'm so down. Heck yeah. All right. So general kind of overall like intro for this is just what what got you into anime? Why anime? Who anime? All of those like primary questions of how to question anime. <laughs> just and everything anime. Everything. Yeah, what 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 <laughs> why? What got into weeb? I can word. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't i don't recall i think it was i was in my youth like probably like seven or eight years old and for some reason i wasn't sleeping and i was up and i turned on the tv and adult swim was on and i was like oh i'm not supposed to watch this my mom said i'm not supposed to watch this and there were a couple animes that would run through regularly they'd play like one episode you know and they'd go through them each night you know in chronological order And I started watching them and I was like, this is like cartoons, but like so much cooler. Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And of course, that was a time when I began exploring the Internet and rabbit hole. I I used to like religiously stay up till like three o'clock in the morning just to watch anime on Adult Swim. And I would sneak out into my living room, turn on my old box TV and have the volume really low. And I'd sit with my eyes almost plastered to the screen, just watching it to make sure I didn't wake up anyone in my house. And <laughs> from there, I, I went through my weeb suppression phase. Of course, I feel like everyone, mostly everyone does where I was mm-hmm. like, anime, that's for losers. And then, of course, I uh, adulted a little bit, went to college and had way too much free time and just started watching anime again. And I was like, wow, this slaps. Why did I ever why did I ever stop doing this? And then, of course, (laughs) Internet culture, you know, everyone everyone's a weeb, whether they want to admit it or not. Everyone's a little bit of a weeb. Like everybody in our generation, at the very least, grew up on some sort of anime, whether they realize it or not. Exactly. Whether it be Pokemon, DBZ, Sailor Moon, especially DBZ and Sailor Moon for me. Mm-hmm. Like those were the two biggest for me. But everybody around that point at some point either dealt with that or depending upon how old you are, you got woken up at 3 a.m. by the Inuyasha ED playing because yep. that is the loudest oh! thing on the planet. <laughs> It is. It it's is so an good. all-time favorite ED, but it's so loud. It's like the <laughs> THX thing that used to play at the yeah. beginning of VHS. It's, it's that loud. <laughs> <laughs> 
no it really is but it's it's fantastic and you watch was actually one of my first animes that i like really was like religiously watching mm-hmm. um but i think the first anime i ever watched was a um i'm gonna butcher the name because i've been saying it this way my entire life and then i found out on tiktok that i think i've been saying it wrong my entire life you you hawk shoe you you hawk show is it show or uh, shoe i've always pronounced it as show but now that you're questioning me about it i would have to actually <laughs> look at it yeah because i'm studying japanese so i'd have to actually look at the title and then determine whether or not i've been pronouncing it wrong my yeah. entire life <laughs> yeah so i'm not but that that was my first anime and that was honestly like very weird anime to start with i mean most of the anime that was on adult swim like including inuasha like i mean it's not very like pg i remember i was i was so shocked when you know inuasha would scream out like damn and i'm like oh my god <laughs> this is on television I'm watching this right now. This cartoon character just swore at me. <laughs> oh no, my ears, whatever would my parents say. <laughs> exactly. Um, but those two were really Yu Yu Hawk. I'm going to call it Yu Yu Hawk Shoe. I know it's probably show, but. Pronounce it however you want. It's fine. Yu Yu Hawk Shoe was the first one that I like would watch. And I I watched like, I, I don't think I started on the first episode. I think I just stumbled upon it one night and then I just watched it in chronological order from there. But that was mm. one that really I was like, man, this is really cool. And then Inuasha showed up and like I watched Inuasha religiously for years. And like I would go on like old school YouTube back before everything was copyright and, you know, you couldn't post anything on there. Mm. And I would just watch episode hours and hours I would spend at my like family's computer. And my parents, <laughs> my parents were like, what the hell are you watching? And I'm like, Inuasha. OK, just stop it's bothering not a phase, me. Mom. Yeah. God. <laughs> honestly but like those those were my two go-to and then of course it evolved into naruto and that was definitely a phase that i Mm -hmm. went through very heavily i made my mom buy me like all the mangas like i had shelves and shelves lined with it of course it's (laughs) gone now because i got old and i was like i don't want this stuff anymore stupid (laughs) so if only because i i guarantee you there was a lot of stuff that i collected growing up especially manga wise where i'm like you know if i still had that that might be worth money. Like I had books upon books of yeah. Pokemon cards and stuff like that. I'm so sad I don't have those anymore. <laughs> Pokemon cards. I had uh I had probably, I'm not even exaggerating, probably 500, 600 Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That Same. was that was my jam. And again, I just threw them away because I was like, I'm too old for this little kid stuff. And now I'm sitting here at like 24 and I'm like, damn, I wish I had that little kid stuff now. <laughs> Yeah, if only. And it's funny because one of my longtime friends, like I've known this dude for over 20 years now. And every time we meet, he's like, hey, remember that time you tried to teach me how to play Yu-Gi-Oh, but I couldn't get it? And I was like, yes. Also, stop stop making me feel old. Yeah. (laughs) Don't talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, stuff like that is great. So you said that you fell out of it having that phase that we all did because i i know i definitely had that phase for a very long time like mine was like late elementary school all the way up until almost like seven years ago oh wow so what what got you back into anime because i know for me it took your line april to bring me back into the fold so i'm always curious whenever everybody goes through that phase what it took to bring them back Honestly, it was I had some friends in like um, middle school, high school, not as much high school. I was a jock in high school. So, of course, it wasn't cool, quote unquote, to like anything Mm. outside of sports. But I had a friend who and this is like a weird correlation, but like 
was like really into I mean she's a fantastic artist now but she was really into like video games and like Sonic and all this stuff and of course there was like the Sonic TV show back in the day and so we would like talk about all this stuff and she was like oh like you know have you ever like watched anime before and I she was like sorry if like don't think I'm weird and I'm like oh no and like so we started talking about it again and then I kind of like again dove into a rabbit hole and especially when I got to college I would you know sit writing papers at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay, what do I have to watch? I don't, there's nothing on Netflix. There's nothing on Hulu. Like, what do I watch here? And there was um, an anime that popped up that I was like, huh. I was like, this sounds interesting. I like the art style. It's pretty cool. Like I'm, I'm not a very artistic person, but like, I appreciate like people's art and creativity. And like, that's a big drawing point for anime for me is like the animation and like the art style is just so unique and so just like pinnacle of just you know what I mean like you look at it and you're like that's an anime like you just know and so and I watched it it's actually one of my my choices for my deserted island adventure um, my all-time favorite anime and after that I just fell into the rabbit hole of this anime is recommended for you this is similar to what you've watched and I just would binge and binge and binge and binge and that's how I watch anime is I binge and it's terrible i hate that i do that mm. but i i can't watch it any other way i can't wait like we like do the weekly i have to like wait i will wait until an entire season comes out before i watch a new season of an anime and you see i get that like there are a lot of things to where i am like that with and maybe it's just the podcast that's kind of like changed me on it or maybe it's the fact that i'm so involved in anime social media now to where i feel like if i don't stay caught up to a lot of stuff week to week i'm gonna have something spoiled like mm. aot Yes. Oh, my God. I had major season four stuff spoiled for me. So it was at that point, I was like, you know what? No more. I'm going to stay caught up on everything. Like, I think right now I'm watching 14 different things. Week oh, to week. my gosh. I don't have time to sleep. My no. girlfriend doesn't even know my name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just the hermit that just sits in the corner covered in a blanket, just eyes glued to a screen. Pretty much that that has become my life. But uh, there's so much good stuff right now. Like all 14 things that I'm watching. Great. Give them at least an eight or above. Yeah. So we out here. We gaming as far as that goes. <laughs> so with the topic of gaming and whatnot, you are a content creator. So what what got you into the content creation business between streaming, the podcast that you have? Like what got you into all of that? I hate telling this story because I feel so like I feel like such a weenie whenever I tell this story. <laughs> but like I I would play I played Fortnite when it first came out. I've been I've gamed pretty much my entire life. That's been something that's been very consistent throughout the duration of my life is gaming. Mm-hmm. I had a Super Nintendo when I was a kid and then I went all the way to now I have a obviously a full PC setup that I play PC games, Xbox games, anything that I can get my hands on, I play. Yeah. But Content creation was uh, inspired by the one and only Ninja. (laughs) So cringy, I know. But I was I got really into Fortnite because my boyfriend and my roommate and I would play it together. Like we'd finish with uh, like all our college classes and stuff. We'd come home, we'd cook dinner together and then we'd all go to our respective rooms and get on our Xbox and play Fortnite. Mm -hmm. And um, I like I was a big YouTube kid. Like I watched YouTube probably from sixth grade until even now i'm still i if i need something to do i will sit down and watch youtube videos like markiplier jacksepticeye like heavy heavy into it and i was like oh there's people who do this like 
live. Like they don't record it and like edit it or like, you know, do anything like they just do it live. And that's when Ninja was really blowing up. And like when he first started playing Fortnite and everything. And then I discovered Twitch and I was like, whoa, I was like, there's like a lot of these people that do this stuff. Like, what is this? I I had no idea that it even existed. So I was super heavy into Courage, Ninja, Dr. Lupo. And I was like, damn, this is like actually pretty cool. I like, I think I'm pretty entertaining. I think I could do this kind of stuff. And looking back at my old streams, it's like, Katie, (laughs) bless your heart. (laughs) Bless your heart for trying. And you've made your progress, but it was... It was a painful journey, and I I, str- I started streaming directly from my Xbox, no webcam. I used my headset, my Turtle Beach mic on my headset. <laughs> Horrible quality, but, you know, it was, it was cool because I was not only being able to play games, because when I first started streaming, I was really heavy into RPG games. RPG games are, like, my favorite genre of mm-hmm. games. I love being able to get engrossed in a story, especially when the stories are well-written and the characters are well-written, and you just get so immersed in it. And I used to think like I played Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time in my friend's basement on her Nintendo 64, her and I, and we played through the whole thing together. And it was so cool because if I got stuck on something, I'd pass the controller to her and she would, you know, play through whatever dungeon we were in or wherever we were. And then if she got stuck, she'd pass it to me and we were able to like sit and, you know, brainstorm together. Couch co-op is one of the best things ever and I miss it dearly. Same. Streaming kind of lets you do that because Mm -hmm. it's like having people sitting in your room with you playing a game together. And so it was really cool to talk with people about games that I was super passionate about and have them come in and be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm a huge fan, too. Have you gotten to this mission yet? Or who's your favorite character? And it was like this like surreal feeling of like I'm connecting with an absolute complete stranger, but we're connecting over something that we both love a whole lot. And going through this experience together. And it's even better when it's people who have never seen the game or played the game or don't know anything about it. And they pop in and you're like, oh, my gosh, are you ready for an emotional roller coaster? This person dies. You blow up this planet and the world ends. It's Mm -hmm. like, boom. Yeah, it really is a surreal feeling. And especially whenever it's something that you're extremely passionate about and you have viewers that have never actually seen the game or know nothing about the game. So it's like you kind of get to relive the game vicariously through them. Because if they get excited over something that you got excited about your first playthrough, you're like, yes, this is how it should be. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah, that I feeling. That. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember 100%. it. Yeah. But yeah. And then now, now we're here. Yes. Now we are here. So with... I'm terrible at transitions. I I typically just grasp at straws whenever it comes to trying to move to the next thing. So I <laughs> apologize. I am a fantastic interviewer as I don't know. I don't know where that bit was going anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so with your stay on the island, again, you are allowed to bring forth three offerings. So what is your first? So my first goes back to what I said is my all-time favorite anime. I could watch it. I've probably watched it 30 times over the past seven or eight years. Future Diary is my all-time favorite anime. I don't know what it is about it, but the story, the characters, everything about it is just so gripping for me. And I get so emotional every time I watch it, even though I've seen it a hundred, like hundreds of times. I know exactly what happens, but it's just the story is just so intense and the themes are just so dark like that sounds terrible but 
that's definitely the type of anime more so that I'm into, like psychological horror, horror anime, like things like that really grip me. And it's just something that's stuck with me for many, many years. And I know if I was on a deserted island, I could rewatch it until I eventually saw my end. Mm. So for those of us, myself included, who have never actually seen this, <gasps> we... You are more than welcome to give a synopsis of said anime first. I will say we have a tradition here on the podcast of any time we get into spoilers, we put on our spoiler chicken hats. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where this came from, but it started and it's been going for two years now. So anyway, spoiler chicken hats going forward. If you don't want this anime spoiled for you, I'll put something somewhere to be clicked on to go to a separate part of the video. <laughs> but yeah, so spoil away what is what is the plot of said anime so essentially gosh i i didn't i didn't think i'd have to explain it i was hoping you'd seen it but i also don't know a lot of people who know about it there's it's very few and far and in between and every time i have any weeb friends i'm like hey have you seen future diary and they're like no and i'm like okay sit down we're watching it right now you need to experience this i've heard about it and i've heard good things about it it's just something that's never came across i guess my particular i guess cue per se because mm -hmm. i watch a ton of anime and i will watch pretty much anything like i'm very much like a slice of life like rom-com type of person i think that's almost what i gravitate to mm -hmm. more than anything but i also watch shonen sports psychological horror i'll watch anything you put in front of me so you you have piqued my interest with this one and that's another reason why i'm glad i'm doing the show because i get to learn more about people's favorite animes to see if it's worth checking out no 100 percent um so pretty much um you start with your main character uh yuki tara amino and mm -hmm. he is your stereotypical loner kid he has no friends he doesn't interact with anyone um, but he has a flip phone that he keeps a diary on where he notes down observations about his surroundings. And in you find out that he has this quote unquote imaginary friend, um, Deus, the god of time, um, who he believes is just an imaginary friend. Turns out Deus is real and he's dying and he has created this future diary killing game to find his new successor to be the god of time. Mm -hmm. So Yuki gets dragged into it. He is one of the 13 diary users, and his diary, again, observes everything around him um, and automatically updates. I believe it's every five minutes is his. And he gets, you know, the clue in on everything that's going on around him. Um, and so he notices, like, hey, I have the answers to this morning's math test on here. Like, I don't remember taking this math test. I don't remember writing this down. Um, and he's eventually greeted by another diary user who's a serial killer. Uh, he has a serial killer diary who's like a serial killer in his town who also kept a diary on their phone of all of his murders and how he murdered people. And then you're introduced to Yuno Gasai, one of the greatest anime characters, one of the greatest yandere's to ever exist. I love her. Um, <laughs> who has secretly been stalking Yuki. Um, and her diary is just full of two minute updates of anything that Yuki is doing, where he's at, what he's thinking about everything. Um, and they end up teaming up together. Um, and like I said, it's a killing game. So last man standing type of deal. And of course, everyone's out for some reason to kill Yuki because his diary is one of the most powerful diaries because it observes everything around him. Um, and eventually, you know, Major plot twist. I don't want to spoil it because I really want you to watch it. But one mm -hmm. of the greatest plot twists that I've ever seen in anime mm -hmm. 
ever and it blows your mind. I recently just watched this with one of my friends and I had them in a discord like video call so I could see their reaction. And like it's it's jaw dropping once you get to that point, because there's a lot of lead up and you think, you know, what's going on. And then it just like smacks you on the back of the head and you're like, whoa, whoa. And I also really like it. It's a one. It's I call it a one shot. It's, you know, just one season. Um, There's 24 episodes, 12 or 24 episodes. I can't remember how many there are. So it's not, not super bad. long, but it's you know, it's a nice little you get enough episodes with enough story and background. And it's it's crazy. Some of the diaries, some of the interactions, Um, you know, it's bloody, it's gory, it's intense. And the character development in it is fantastic. I mm-hmm. highly recommend it to anyone who's even moderately interested in like horror anime or psychological horror anime because it is top tier. Interesting. I'm a huge fan of anything that ha- that involves character development. Character development is one of my huge passions and also one of my pet peeves whenever it comes to anime and judging them. So anything mm-hmm. with good character development, I am down for. Yes, no, I and I can agree to that 100% because sometimes anime does it very, very badly. <laughs> oh, there have been a ton that I have watched over the years to where it's just, uh, yeah, you can have an amazing story, but if your characters don't grow, then it's just why? Why am I here? What do I have to care about? I get it. You've got a fantastic world, but your characters are dull. Don't They're do this flat. to me. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to grasp onto with them. So I take it that with all of that being said, that you would consider it a solid 10 out of 10? Uh, I would say a 9 out of 10 because mm-hmm. only reason I give it a 9 out of 10 is because I wanted the story to continue. Ah, <laughs> uh, valid. Very valid. Okay. But other than that, yeah, like I said, it's it's my all-time favorite anime and I would take it to a deserted island with me. If it was the only thing I could bring, I would bring it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, so before we get into your second choice, you're also allowed to bring with you a book and an album. So what are your offerings for those? So for my book, again, this is a very like nostalgic thing for me, and it's it's a young mm-hmm. adult series, but I, I would bring the first book. Um, it's the Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, so the Lightning Thief would be okay. my book. I have mm-hmm. box sets sitting on my bookshelf behind me. <laughs> And um, I remember reading it in elementary school and I was just so infatuated with it. And then, of course, it was kind of like my Harry Potter because I never read the Harry Potter books because the movies were coming out when I was a kid. So I just went and saw the movies for my birthday every year because they came out like right around my birthday every year. So Mm -hmm. it was my Harry Potter and the fact that I grew up with the books, like a new book would come out like the following year. So I would, you know, continuously read them throughout my childhood and into middle school. And then, of course, you know, so many spinoffs, a second series, different Pantheon series, fantastic books. But it's one that I, I enjoy reading over and over again, even as an adult, because the story is so well written and it's 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 a young adult book but it reads you learn something new every time you read it so as i've gotten older and reread it there's other things that i've like caught on to or like you know read between the lines for some things so um i feel like that's a solid choice and i i could read that probably a couple times while i'm there awesome awesome and then you are also allowed to bring with you an album this one was tough because um, Black Bear is my favorite artist. 
Um, mm-hmm. And he has two fantastic albums. His first album that I ever listened to, Dead Roses. I still have it on my Spotify. It's like the first thing that got added to my Spotify playlist when I made my Spotify account mm-hmm. eight years ago. Fantastic album. I could listen to it on repeat. But his latest album, Misery Lake, is also a very solid choice. So it, it's a toss up between the two. I think I would probably end up going with Dead Roses because there are more songs on the album. So it wouldn't be as many repeats. Um, but that being said, I listen to his albums on repeat every day when I drive to work anyway. So <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I would mind that much. All right. All right. I I feel that I too have artists like that where I'm like, I can literally get tired of nothing so I can listen to this all the time. All the time. All right. So what is your second offering for me to burn onto either a DVD or Blu-ray, depending on how bougie I'm feeling? <laughs> so this one, <laughs> this one I get, I get slack for all the time because it is, it is a super cringy anime, but it is definitely my comfort anime. And it is another one that I have watched several, several times. Mm-hmm. Um, SAO or Sword Art Online. <laughs> okay, so you know Nick or Nick Mode. Mm-hmm. That was one of his as well. SAO has SAO is such a divider of the anime world. 100%. So I, everybody that loves it loves it, and everybody that hates it hates it. Mm-hmm. It just causes such a reaction. So I I can appreciate it. I'm an SAO fan, so I'll stand in your corner. Thank for this the Lord. One. <laughs> I was nervous about this one because I'm like, like you said, either people I tell people and they're like, oh, my gosh, I love it, too. Or they're really you watch mm. that. You think that's <laughs> good. And I'm like, you know what? I know I can. The thing is, is I can recognize it's not a great anime, mm-hmm. but it's like I said, it's my comfort anime. It was one of those when I took my dive back into anime. It was one of those ones that I watched. And of course, I had multiple seasons and changing story. And I was like, this is fantastic. While also at the same time, I'm thinking, when can I buy some nerve gear? When I let me go. I want to go now. Like, okay. Let me in. So this is one of those questions I do like to ask, especially whenever SAO is brought up. And I do think I just got my answer. So if the SAO incident were to become real, you would jump in? 100%. Without a doubt in my mind. Same. Same. As gamers and anime fans, I feel like who wouldn't want to do something like that? Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even necessarily feel the need to be one of the badasses who is out clearing floors i'd get up a little ways you know and then maybe like open a shop or like a restaurant or something you know i I wouldn't have to be fighting baddies all the time you could take a break you can chill for a little bit yeah like why there's so many options and especially if with you being an sao fan have you jumped into the progressive storyline at all no it is i fell off of SAO when I got deep, when I indulged in like 30 different animes. I, when I say I binge, I binge. And so I'm not fully caught up on it, which I am upset about. And everyone I know who is an SAO fan is upset at me about it. Um, (laughs) So it's definitely on my watch list. I'm going through a watch list right now, watching with some of my friends, some of the animes that they've never seen that I'm like, you guys need to see this. It'll, it'll weeby up a little bit. You need to be a little more weeby before we have any conversations about anime. So it's definitely on my watch list right now. So how far into the SAO story are you? I think I've gone through, obviously, the main story, Alfheim Online, Gun Gale mm-hmm. Online, and then I watched the Gun Gale Online spinoff with the little cute girl with the pink hat. SAO Alternative was so good. Yes, I loved that. Fantastic. I did, too. Like, to me, 
that whole arc was better than the actual GGO arc and most of the Alfheim stuff. First Alfheim arc, without a doubt. The second one, like the Mother's Rosario arc. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the Mother's Rosario arc, especially the stuff with I cannot remember her name to save my life. But the purple haired girl. Yes. Oh. I cried over that. That wrecked my world. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, the the spinoff was really and I think it was refreshing, too, because there was like no kitty toe and you didn't have mm-hmm. to worry about kitty toe doing kitty toe things. <laughs> <laughs> I, He's I probably my least favorite character in the entire series. Have but, you seen SAO abridged per chance? Uh, no, I haven't. That's a, yeah. You, sh- Sadly. you should check it out just solely for the fact of that Kirito actually has growth in some sort of character. <laughs> yes, and that is what I have heard. That is what I've heard. And they're like, you'll actually like Kirito. And I'm like, are you sure? Because, like, I really hate him. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard. And that's why people get so confused when I tell them the SAO is like my comfort anime. But then I shit on Kirito all the time. And they're like, make it make sense and i'm like you know there's a lot of other stuff going on besides him he's he's like he's a side character in my mind i don't focus on him when i watch sao yeah i mean pretty much especially in later stuff like alicization if you haven't seen alicization i highly recommend jumping back on that train because for one sao gets a animation budget overhaul so it's so much prettier but also the storytelling is so much better. I don't know if they just told Recky to go on somewhere and got a better writer. <laughs> I know Recky still makes it, but it's like he learned how to actually write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that is definitely something I've heard. And like I, like I said, everyone gets mad at me. They're like, you stopped watching when it got good. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say check it out just whenever you have time. Because again, it gets so much better i don't know if it tops the original arc per se from Mm -hmm. like just the magic of what sao was but oh my goodness it's it's very aesthetically pleasing to look at there's stuff to love they have so many callbacks to other stuff like i said it actually has story for one it has depth yes i love that yeah i i'll i definitely have to get back on that train i need i need some sao in my life right now So what what drew you to SAO? I know you said it was like one of the things that you kind of got back into, but is there anything in particular that kind of drew you to it? Definitely like the nerve gear. That was, and I'm mm. pretty sure it says like in the description, like long story short, kid gets stuck in immersive video game, has to survive or die. And I was like, that sounds sick. <laughs> that I mean, sounds like something I'd want to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much as gamers. It's just, it's so alluring. I think that's what got me back or that's kind of what hooked me on it because i remember vividly one of my best friends who was just a co-worker of mine at the time was like hey sit down and watch this with me and i'm like it's anime why he's like no no just trust me just watch a couple episodes if you don't like it i'll never pressure you again and that was your lion april and so i watched the first couple of episodes i binged it that weekend i think i binged it within a day like that's how quickly i got through it. and after it was done i was like all right i need something else to watch he's i like, need right. more Yeah, it's like, so here's SAO, and I watched SAO, and it was right before, I think, Ordinal Scale Mm -hmm. released, so I was like, okay, this is sick, Gib, and then it just snowballed from there, so I get it, SAO is like one of those, like, kind of baby weeb animes to where it's easy to get into, and then it's like a gateway to other things. 100%. 
100%. That's the whole reason, this is not one of my animes, but that's the whole reason I got into uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. Because mm-hmm. s- kind of same concept, and Rising of the Shield Hero is fantastic. Season Shield two Hero is and amazing. I'm so excited for it. Oh god, I'm watching it. Uh, that's one of the things I'm watching week to week right now, and season two is, I'm enjoying it. Like it's finding a way to keep it on its toes. Mm-hmm. But that first season just had something about it to where it just grips you and doesn't let go. Yes. Well, and I think in my thing, too, is it it does SAO, but it does it slightly better, in my opinion. It's it kind grittier of, SAO. Yeah, yes, which is much needed. I remember when I watched the first episode, I was flabbergasted because I was like, what? this is like 720 turns left and right like what what is going on and then of course the episode finished and i was like i have to watch another one i can't not i can't leave Mm -hmm. it on this like and i i would i would watch i would stay up till five o'clock in the morning watching back to back to back to back to back back episodes until i finished it (laughs) plus now now fumi i'm butchering the name anyway less dull kirito oh so much better gritty just actually like sticks it to the man and i love actually it actually has character yes <laughs> yes raftalia has character yes not saying oh asuna God. doesn't yes. but we all know why asuna's there yeah we at this point yes we do i will say progressive the film that came out earlier this year aria of the star starless night mm-hmm. definitely gave asuna more character so again if you want something to like kind of get you back into the sao swing I don't know if you're a manga reader or not. Occasionally, But SAO Progressive is the retelling of SAO, but from a floor-by-floor basis. Oh. So the first volume is literally floor one. The second volume is floor two. I think floor three actually takes place over two different volumes. Okay. That definitely sounds like my cup of tea. And then whenever the... Whenever Progressive actually releases on DVD, I'll end up getting it and then do a Discord movie night for all the SAO fans, just because I think everybody needs to see SAO retold. And it's told from Asuna's perspective, and it was a phenomenal film to go watch. My girlfriend has never watched any anime, period, and I took her to see it. And it's just entirety of Floor 1. It's like a two-hour film, and it's all just Floor 1. And after it was done... We were walking out to the truck, and she was like, when's there going to be more? And I'm like, yes. You're like, I got her. Really? Yep. <laughs> no, definitely. I'm definitely going to have to have to check that out because, yeah, like SAO is just – it's just such a comfort anime. Anytime I'm sick, I've had COVID twice. Every time I have COVID, I watch SAO. I just sit on the couch and I watch SAO because it just makes my heart warm. It just makes me mm-hmm. feel good. Yeah, it – it is a fun anime and you're not the first person who's told me it's a comfort anime. So I, I get that 100%. All right. So before we get into your final choice, you're also allowed a film and a video game. So what is your film offering for this? Film is super hard because I, I don't think I've ever had probably maybe since I was like in middle school, I haven't really had like a favorite movie that I'm like, this is my favorite movie. When someone asks me, I can like name it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So I went with one of my, I'm a big horror movie fan. I love everything scary in movies. I can't mm-hmm. do scary games, but movies, I love everything scary. And one of my all time favorite scary movies, just because of the initial experience that I had with it and how different it was from most horror films kind of in that time was mm-hmm. sinister. I went and saw it in theaters and it was, 
a horrifying experience. I had nightmares and I was in like high school when I went and saw it mm-hmm. too. I was not like grown, but I was like 17. <laughs> and like <Yeah. laughs> just absolutely horrified me, but the score in it and like the story and it's, it's just one of my favorite all time horror movies. And I always, this is another thing I always tell people to watch it because it's one of those things that it's like, it's really, there's not a whole lot of scary stuff in it, but I think, I think the score and like the music in it is really what, pulled me into it because it creates such a horrifying intense atmosphere that mm. even when there's nothing happening like you're sh- physically shaking because you're like something's gonna happen like what is going on like something bad's gonna happen and then there's nothing and mm-hmm. it's like you get that false sense of security and then all of a sudden some craziness happens and you're like whoa so that would definitely be mine it would be one of those ones that i would you know like watch in between like sao and one of the other animes because you know gotta have some spooks in there occasionally but (laughs) it's definitely one of my favorite horror movies and i think it i think it would be a solid choice on an island makes sense makes sense now why horror films but not horror games uh horror games if i die it's usually my fault uh horror (laughs) horror movies i can just point at the screen and be like hey you're stupid why would you do that that doesn't make any sense to do that but in reality, I would probably be that stupid person that would go and do that. But you see, I I kind of get that. For me, I'm more of a horror game person rather than a horror film. But I enjoy horror films just because it's interesting to watch and poke fun at. But also, it's fun to like watch films like that in theaters mm-hmm. and see how other people perceive it. Because I've... I've played a lot of horror games to the point to where horror films don't even bother me anymore. Like I like to use horror films as date ideas just because it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, it's, I understand like the atmosphere creation and sinister was one of those to where I also went to go see it in theaters and the atmosphere that that film built is almost unlike anything else. Yeah, that I've seen in a theater setting. I've seen Insidious. That was another one of those that built a phenomenal atmosphere. The the Blair Witch Project I actually went to go see as well, and that was kind of groundbreaking, like its atmosphere creation as well. But Sinister is a phenomenal pick for a mm-hmm. horror film. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it you could hear a pin drop in the movie theater. Like it, mm-hmm. everyone was holding their breath. Everyone was like in the back of their seat. Like, I don't want to look at the screen, but I'm gonna because I paid money to be here. And it was just, yeah, it was an experience. And I think it also, I think that kind of creates like that nostalgic of like, this is one of my favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. So are you an anime film in theater person? I have actually never gone and seen an anime film in theaters. I was going to go see the new Jujutsu Kaisen movie. And then they were only playing it at like noon on a Tuesday. So unfortunately, I have an adult job that I have to go to and have responsibilities. So I was not able to go see it. <laughs> I I feel that I have been known to use vacation days just to be able to go see <laughs> anime films in theaters. Well, and I've heard it's such a different experience than like watching them at home. Like mm. I I watched um, Demon Slayer, the I'm going to butcher it too. Mugen? Mugen Train? Oh. Mugen Train? Mugen Train, yes. Mm-hmm. I watched that um, actually with my friend the night before her wedding um, <laughs> because <laughs> she was anxious and I was like, let's watch anime together and we'll calm down. And even like we watched it in like a hotel room just on like the hotel TV. And even then I was like, oh my gosh. And then like in my brain, I thought like, imagine experiencing this in a theater with 
you know, 50, 60 other people who are feeling these exact same emotions as you. And it just, it amplifies it. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. there's just something about it. And I definitely know I'm missing out. And I am like, <laughs> I'm like, next time there's <laughs> anything I'm going, I don't care. I don't care if I have to take work off. I have to go because everyone that I've talked to that has gone and seen any sort of anime in theaters is they're like, it's a totally different experience. I'll I'll definitely highly recommend it. And it's funny you mentioned Mugen Train because I went on opening night whenever they premiered Mugen Train near me. And actually that premiered whenever I was living in a different state. So I drove back to where I'm living now just so I could watch it (laughs) with all of my friends. No joke. We rented out an entire row of seats for it just because we had so many of us that wanted to go see it. Mm -hmm. And that was, of course, like peak COVID, they had just reopened theaters and the amount of people that came out within like the socially distanced thing like you had one row they closed to another row close to all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then of course if it wasn't one party then they had like two seats in between like each group Mm -hmm. but the theater was pretty much packed out with the row restrictions we had cosplayers come out And just being able to experience that for what felt like ages with people that wanted to come see the film, like there was nothing like it. The atmosphere was electric in a way. Mm -hmm. So if you ever get the opportunity to go see anything else, like I know Makoto Shinkai's newest film is going to be coming to theaters probably in January, if I had to guess. Mm, Okay. I don't know if you're a Shinkai fan, but he's done your name weathering with you a whole lot of other stuff like that. I actually have never watched any of them because every time someone tells me to watch like your name, they're like, it's really sad. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to cry. I don't I don't think it's that sad. Like it has its moments. But with you saying you're a huge fan of animation, your name has the most stunning animation. Makoto Shinkai has a way of doing photorealistic backgrounds. Mm. To where it is hands down the prettiest thing I have ever seen. So for animation alone, you should check it out. But your name is a 10 out of 10 for yeah. me. For oh, yeah. just overall everything. So you should check it out. But the, its latest film, which doesn't have an English translation. I can speak translation title yet. <laughs> it should be coming in like January. So if you get the opportunity, I'd highly recommend it. I'm I'm going to block out time for it. Like I said, I was really sad when I didn't go to go see the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. So I'm definitely I need to I need to experience it, especially after COVID. I've gone to a movie theater maybe twice in the last two years. So mm-hmm. I miss movie theaters. <laughs> yeah. And so with films out of the way, video game, you're a gamer. <sighs> this one is so hard because I can only have one. <laughs> <laughs> now, I. I always allow some sort of leeway with these. Like I know J storm was, I believe it's either J storm or Nekomoto. I can't remember. It was one of the two, but they wanted Skyrim, but with the condition of mods to where I'm like, you know, I'll allow it. Cause I'm, I can do what I want. I'm the one who stranded you on the <laughs> Island. I can give you leeway somewhere. I can give Again, you a little I'm, sprinkle. Like I, I'm not that heartless of an asshole. Like I'll, I'll throw a bone. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so depending on what it is, I'll give you some leeway. Nah, I don't think I'm going to get leeway on this one. So like I said, RPG games are my tried and true. The, my favorite favorite of all time, you know, video game genre that is out there. And mm-hmm. there are two, really important series 
there are specific games for both of them, but series that are like very near and dear to my heart and really kind of fully engrossed me in the gaming world and like actually, you know, going out and doing research and finding new game titles and, you know, following developers and, um, you know, so the first one is um, Fallout, the Fallout series. That was one of the first um, RPG games that I actually got like really invested into. And it was Fallout 3. And I have such a nostalgic attachment to Fallout 3 that even though I know New Vegas is technically a better game, I still always put Fallout 3 above Fallout New Vegas just because it's it just struck such a hard chord with me when I initially played it. And um, I played it relatively, I think maybe like a year after it came out. So it was still fairly new. And it's still a game that I go back and replay today. Like, I think I've played it on stream recently, probably in the last year or two. So that is definitely a solid choice, as well as uh, the Mass Effect series. The Mass Effect series is also one of those series that is very near and dear to my heart and um, that I have been in love with since the day I played it and Mm -hmm. specifically Mass Effect 2 um, with the stories, the companions, because not only do you have, God, I can not even count how many off the top of my head, but you have several six plus companions that you can have. And each of them have their own dedicated story and side missions. And you, you get so attached to them, even in like the short amount of time that the game is that it's just, it's such a hard thing to like, pass up but i think i think at the end of the day i'd have to i would have to take ah, i think i'd have to take fallout 3 i really do i i love mass effect it's near and dear to my heart but the avenue or like the exposure that fallout gave me to the gaming world and games and developers and other genres of games like it's just unrivaled and like i said it came out i'm pretty sure in 2007 2008 maybe 2006 Mm -hmm. um and it is now 2022 and i still continue to play it on a regular basis probably like once a year i'll go through and play it again and do all the side missions and i know everything i know where everything's at there's no surprises for me anymore (laughs) but it's definitely something that you know I I could play over and over again on a on a deserted island. So should I give you the entire series? Would that change your answer? Yes, a hundred percent. It would be Mass Effect all day, every day. the The trilogy uh-huh. is just so fantastic, and the complete story of Shepard is one of the greatest like storytelling games, in my opinion, that has graced our planet. Um, mm. The uh, and again, the character development through the three games, the story through the three games is just, it's so good. And with, with fallout, my brain automatically goes, okay, all of the console releases. So fallout three, new Vegas, then you have fallout four and then you have fallout 76, which like, that's a lot of content, but the, the one title that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. The, the one title that I, I could rant about for hours and hours on end. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, Mass Effect's trilogy story is just unrivaled in my opinion. And that would definitely be my pick if I got the whole series. Yeah. So I don't know what your last title is as far as the anime title goes. But again, I do offer leeway. So if you want a whole series here or a whole series for your last title, again, I'll give you leeway so you can you can use it wherever you want to use it here. <laughs> um, my third and final anime choice. It's newer and I 
this again a random binge i'll watch you know six seven eight titles of anime and then i won't touch anime for like two or three months but uh, kind of hinted towards it before Jujutsu Kaisen. The first season is the only season that's out. And then obviously the movie just recently came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the, oh my God, the animation in that blows my mind. The story is so engaging. It's so interesting. And again, it kind of falls in that like, it, you know, kind of supernaturally, but still like more action packed. I mm-hmm. don't know. There's just something about it that. I watched it through one time and then I immediately went back to episode one and watched it again. Like it was an immediate thing. I didn't take a break. I didn't watch something else. Like I immediately went back and rewatched it because I enjoyed it that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was one of the titles to where I finished it because I kind of jumped on the bandwagon a bit late. I think Mm -hmm. I started watching it right around whenever the Crunchyroll anime awards were going on and they're like anime of the year. Yes. And I was like, Hmm. All right. I'll check it out. And I watched it and I was like, hmm, okay, yeah, we got to cover this on the podcast yeah. like right now. <laughs> right I'm, now. <laughs> I'm in charge of all of the scheduling for B&B. So I immediately went onto the spreadsheet, drug stuff down. and was like, here, we're watching this. No ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's so well done. I love the story and honestly, like, the characters in it, the whole the whole concept of it is just so interesting to me. And I'm very into those like weird like there are actual curses that just waddle around and you just can't see them because you don't have enough cursed energy. And then it's like you once you have that, then you're like, oh, shit, this is a giant eyeball monster that's living in my house. What do I mm-hmm. do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a fantastic anime. The OP and ED are both oh, amazing. So good as well so good like the op is on my daily playlist like that's how good it is and the ed the animation style on that is one of my favorite that i've ever seen i love it without a doubt yeah it is amazing and i will say if it gives you any sort of hope whenever you're actually able to watch jujutsu kaisen zero you'll want to go back and rewatch the entire anime again oh i know and i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) i've been like holding back because i'm like okay i didn't get to see it in theaters i just have to wait for it to release and then i can watch it and then i can go back and watch jjk again (laughs) yeah that that's pretty much how i am because i went to go see it and then now i'm like i gotta i gotta go rewatch jujutsu kaisen but now i can't because i'm watching so much stuff week to week i don't have time (laughs) what is time time is nothing but a construct at this point (laughs) exactly exactly yeah i've been chomping at the bit to rewatch it because now that i know all that and i know some backstory on some of the characters i'm like damn Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i it just gives a whole new insight to a lot of the story but also i'm extremely excited to where jujitsu kaisen is going to go next year because the second season is going to be releasing i would say probably spring if Mm -hmm. i had to take a guess like we'll probably get core one in spring and core two in fall if it follows like typical shonen Mm mm-hmm so I'm I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. I was just I was caught off guard by Jujutsu Kaisen and how it took over the world from the time it released. Yeah. Well, and I'm I to be in, like a hundred percent honest. Like I had never heard of it because, like I said, I really I don't watch a lot of like the newer releases of anime because I'm impatient. Like I said, I like to binge, and I hate when I binge and then it's like, oh yeah, season two isn't even announced yet, and it's like what. 
<laughs> like I have to wait. Like that happened when I watched Demon Slayer because all my friends were talking about it. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, it's on Netflix. You can watch it. And I was like, oh, cool. So I like got through the first season um, in like a couple days. And I was like, dope. I was like, season two, here we come. And then it was like there was nothing there. And I like I Googled it. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's not even like announced yet. And I was like, what do I do now? Like, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to do. And so typically I try to avoid them. And I saw a TikTok <laughs> about <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. And I was like, okay, what what is this? I'm seeing it everywhere. I'm seeing it online. I'm seeing it on TikTok. I'm hearing about it in Discord. I'm seeing it on Twitter. I was like, what is this? Is it really that good? Like, because I'm not a huge Attack on Titan fan. Um, mm. I don't mind it, but I, you know, I'm not wholeheartedly invested in it. I watched, I think, the first two seasons and then i just kind of lost interest and just have never picked it up again mm. and so i was like oh you know like i don't really like these these newer releases i'm you know i like my future diary I like my sao i like nostalgic things and then i watched it and i was like oh my gosh then i watched demon slayer then i watched tokyo revengers and like all of these new animes with only one season with nothing else coming anytime soon <laughs> and but jjk was definitely the one that stuck out the most to me and i i it's so gripping that I could mm. take it on a deserted island with me. Yeah. So have you finished the second season of Demon Slayer? I have not because I am a lowly dub watcher. I can watch sub. It's completely dub now. It is? So, oh, yes. It's on Crunchy. So should you want to go watch it, you'll have to let me know if you want to let it take Jujutsu Kaisen's place on this down the road because I am very curious to hear your thoughts because to me season two blew season one out of the water mm. and the animation only got better yes and I, I mean he- I've only heard good things about it and like I I don't know how I do it I'm really good at avoiding spoilers everywhere that I go I think it's because when I notice spoilers especially on Twitter Twitter is really bad for spoilers for anything oh, Twitter's so bad especially anime whether it be yes. my hero or especially attack on Titan mm-hmm. my god it was so bad and I have this this awesome trick that I always do is whenever I start to see things for spoilers for new anime so like Demon Slayer when like the sub you know all the sub episodes came out and everything and everyone was talking about it I just I just mute Demon Slayer I mute I mute anime on my Twitter I mute everything so there's no chance of it popping up anywhere and I I can avoid spoilers and that's what I've done for like Marvel movies like everything I I have and I am scared to say this out loud because now I feel like someone's going to challenge my ability to avoid spoilers, but I I feel pretty solid about how, how I can do that. Like Demon Slayer, the season two, I don't know anything about it. I've not seen an inkling of anything and I am mm. very proud of myself and knowing that it's completely dubbed and I'm going to probably watch it tonight. <laughs> I, yeah, you'll have to let me know what you think because I, after the first season ended, I'm not going to lie, I immediately went out and bought the manga. Start to finish, bought the manga of what was available up to that point and what wasn't available physically. I got a Viz subscription, mm-hmm. so I read it digitally. <laughs> You're like, I need it now. I can't wait. I, I really could not wait. And so with all that being said, with season three coming, season three is going to be the best season of the anime period. So it, it's worth getting caught up on. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. All right. So with all of that out of the way, that brings us to the closing point of this interview. So where can everybody find you? Uh, so I 
like you said, I stream on Twitch uh, five days out of the week, Thursday through Sunday, um, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Are we standard time or daylight time right now? Uh, I I think we're daylight time right now, but after next year, it's just all going to be standard time. All right. <laughs> so seven, yeah, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I stream for, you know, four or five hours. Um, and I also do a podcast with some of my friends um, called The Sweats. Um, where it's our it's our gaming podcast. We talk about all things gaming, gaming news, gaming drama, games we love, games we hate, good games, bad games. Um, and we have we've been doing that for about a year now. And so we have a decent amount of episodes. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcast and Anchor. Um, you can listen all there. We also have a Patreon for that where you can get the video access to our podcast as well as our secondary podcast, which is a little more risque. Um, <laughs> but it's a it's a good time. <laughs> Um, and then of course, just like all my socials, it's just Katie baby everywhere. Um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, so yeah, you can definitely check me out there. Awesome. Well, again, Katie, thank you so much for joining me on this. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on here, but also a pleasure just to talk to you because this is the first time outside of Twitch interactions that you and I have actually spoke. I know. I told I told some of the friends I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be on Brad's podcast. And they were like, Brad. And I'm like, Brad, that was bonk. And like everyone. And they were like, oh, is anime podcast? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, do you know that much about anime? And I'm like, oh, guys, come on. I was like, <laughs> I know enough. I know enough to be able to participate. All right. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The second that I was in your chat and I saw the the Hisoka shirt, I was like, all right. I've got to see if you want to join me on <laughs> Anime Island because I've I'm trying to find as many people as I can to block record this and I'm like Katie's super cool. I'm wondering if she'd want to join just and so out of curiosity I messaged you and after you agreed I was like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think this is really cool. I really like this idea too cuz like you said, you you're finding new animes to watch and, you know, or, you know, learning more stuff about people and like Future Diary, please watch it. It'll change your life. Um, <laughs> I, I added it to the queue while we were sitting here talking. <laughs> I had my phone. I was like, all right, I'll add it to it and I will get to it eventually. You know, I'll probably just make sure that Blue and I cover it on the actual podcast. That way I have to watch it. There you at go. At some point this year. That's pretty <laughs> much my way of anytime somebody's like, hey, watch this. I'm like, all right, going on the schedule. That way I have no excuse. Yeah, I can't say, oh, sorry, I was too busy. It's like, no, I'm literally recording an episode about this. I have to watch it. Yep. So, again, thank you so much for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. It's been a blast. Of course. Yeah, super fun. I, I, I dig this. Thank you for having me. This is an awesome, awesome time. I love podcasts. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Be sure to check Katie out everywhere that she listed beforehand. Be sure to check us out anywhere that you can find podcasts. Podbean literally does everything for me. Thank God, because <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> Podcasting is it's a it's a chore. It it really is, especially if you don't have something that automatically does things for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. If I had to manually upload these everywhere, it would not get done. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> like if our producer didn't do our YouTube videos, that probably wouldn't get done. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do about these. I got to figure out something because he has no hand in any of this. So I got to I got to figure that out. Learning experience. Yeah. But thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We'll catch y'all next time.
Bye-bye.